Hello, and welcome to the More Than Food podcast. My name is Beth Smeaton, and I'm a life coach here to help you end the war with food and your body so you can focus on what really matters in your life. You know there's so much more to life than obsessing over food and your body, and you're ready to do what it actually takes to get you there. This podcast is for you whether you struggle with binge eating, yo-yo dieting, or anything in between. I'll be providing you with the tools, strategies, and life skills it takes to never struggle with food or body image again. Get ready to expand your mind and fill your heart with what really matters, which is so much more than food. Hello, welcome to the first episode of the More Than Food podcast. I'm so excited to have this new form of communication so I can connect with you on a more personal level and share this valuable information with you so you can honestly start to change your life. Okay, so let's get right into it. What is diet culture and why you need to reject it? And first, I'm going to read a few points from Christy Harrison, who has a ton of literature on this topic. And I want to start off with these points to set the tone for taking the blame off of yourself for struggling with food because it is not your fault. I'm going to be saying that over and over again. It's not your fault. Okay. Christy says, diet culture is a system of beliefs that worships thinness and equates it to health and moral virtue, which means you can spend your whole life thinking you're irreparably broken just because you don't look like the impossible thin ideal. Diet culture promotes weight loss as a means of attaining higher status, which means you feel compelled to spend a massive amount of time, energy, and money trying to shrink your body. Even though the research is very clear that almost no one can sustain intentional weight loss for more than a few years. Diet culture demonizes ways of eating while elevating others, which means you're forced to be hypervigilant about your eating ashamed of making certain food choices, and distracted from your pleasure, your purpose, and your power. Diet culture oppresses people who don't match up with its supposed picture of health, which disproportionately harms women, femmes, trans folks, people in larger bodies, people of color, and people with disabilities, damaging both their mental and physical health. If you need to rewind that again and listen to that over, I highly suggest you do. Because what upsets me the most about thinking about all the damage that diet culture does to all the innocent people who believe they're simply doing the right thing. Like my first diet was completely innocent and I had no idea it would lead to 20 years of disordered eating. Like that is so awful. And I know that that length of time is very common. Some people struggle for less than that, some even more than that. And diet culture is literally everywhere. It's everywhere we look. We don't even know it's happening until we're made aware of it. It's in social media, movies, it's on the TV, it's in magazines, it's what our friends and family are saying. It's everywhere. And the amount of money generated from the diet industry is insane, you guys. Like this industry is projected to generate $246 billion in 2022. Like what the hell? (laughs) Just think about all the stuff that you see out there that's talking about weight loss, only eating clean, like never eating carbs, never eating gluten or dairy. 
and to like throw sugar out the window. And if you do all those things, then you'll be happy, confident, and healthy. Like it's literally ridiculous. So once you start to see this, and once you start to understand that you don't need to eat perfectly and be as small as possible to be happy and confident, your healthy behaviors like eating and everything in moderation and moving your body, all of that begins to feel effortless. It's the most freeing thing ever to just reject all of these unrealistic expectations and standards and start to tap into what actually makes you feel good. And this can be a radical turn for many people. And, you know, a common misconception about ditching diet culture is the thought that, you know, they're going to let themselves go when in reality, what actually happens is we end up treating ourselves better than before. Like our physical, emotional, and mental health end up thriving once we learn how to trust our bodies again. And I say again, because we're all born trusting our bodies. Like we're all, we all come out of the womb, you know, knowing when we're hungry, we can like go to our mom, cry when we're hungry, we stop when we're full. It's the, in when we're growing up in the depths of diet culture that starts to condition us and make us believe that we can't be trusted and that we need apps and all the latest gadgets or whatever is on the market to help us keep ourselves on track. And that stuff is just like, it's so not necessary and so freeing when you no longer need to rely on that stuff to feel good inside and out. And Another thing I want to point out about diet culture is how it rebranded itself as wellness culture. Because everyone like understands if they hear the word diet, maybe they're triggered by it or they just like know it's not cool and like, oh, diets are bad. That's kind of more mainstream to know that like dieting isn't like the best thing to do. But now these days, diet culture is wellness culture. The media knows this. So, for example, Weight Watchers, now they coined themselves, and I think they coined the term, not I think, they, they coined the term wellness that works. It's, you know, calling itself wellness, but the main focus is still tracking your food and losing weight. And then there's Noom, who says that they're all about eating psychology, but then they basically have you only eating 1200 calories a day. They have, I believe that's the one that has the red light, green light, yellow light system. So it's really hammering in good food, bad food. Um, and side note, 1200 calories is enough for a toddler, not an adult, no matter how short you are. I'm only five one, and I totally use that excuse of needing to only eat 1200 calories. So I understand thinking that is true, but it's just not. Um, and then we have influencers, which is, since social media obviously is huge, there's so many influencers who are glamorizing only eating clean and never eating gluten or dairy or sugar. So if that's being glamorized, the immediate perception is like, oh shit, if I'm not doing that, then I'm doing something wrong. So all of this diet culture, now wellness culture, paints the picture and sends the message to us that our looks are what determine our health. 
that the size of our body determines our health. And if you want to be healthy, lose weight. Like that is the message we are sent over and over and over again. And I also want to be clear. I'm not saying weight loss is bad. Like if it happens naturally as you begin to learn how to trust your body again, awesome. It's when we go down the path of using weight loss as our daily goal and indicator of worth and validation that it starts to become a problem. It's when we make not losing weight a huge problem. Like if we're going down the path of healthy behaviors and we don't lose weight and we make it a problem, that's when we get ourselves into trouble. So if you're eating balanced meals throughout the day, honoring your hunger and fullness and enjoying your food, you're moving your body in a way that's fun and enjoyable, you feel stronger physically, mentally, and emotionally, but you're not losing weight as a result of these behaviors, I want you to know that this is not a problem. There's nothing wrong with you and you're doing great. It's when we're on the pursuit of intentional weight loss, like via a wellness program, an actual diet, strict clean eating plan or cleanse or whatever, when we're on that pursuit using those modalities, it sends us on an up and down roller coaster that we seemingly can never get off of. It's when we follow these plans for a while, we lose weight, feel deprived, freak out, (laughs) go back to our old habits, gain weight, freak out, go back on a plan, lose some weight, feel deprived, freak out some more. And the cycle just continues over and over and over again. And this is why intentional weight loss doesn't stick. Diets have a 95% failure rate after one to five years. No one talks about that shit. (laughs) It's literally bullshit because diets create immediate success. So everyone has a belief that they work, but over time, they're not sustainable. And we see all these like before and after photos of the immediate results, but never any about five, 10, 20 years later. So then it's like, oh, if the diet, if the diet doesn't work or last for us, we think something's wrong with ourselves. So I want to be the one to let you know you don't fail diets. Diets fail you. So dieting deepens the belief within ourselves that we can't be trusted around food without a specific framework, guide, or meal plan. And this is the reason we feel out of control anytime we're not following these specific rules. Dieting perpetuates overeating. It's the classic thought of, you know, being good during the week and then YOLO style on the weekends. It diets encourages cheat meals, which is also insane. Like if you're using cheat meals, you are not insane. The idea of it is just essentially a glorified binge. Like I remember when I was deep in tracking macros, I looked forward to my cheat meals or my cheat days so hard because it was like this release of like, okay, I don't need to try so hard and I can just do whatever I want. And I would watch YouTube videos too of fitness girls eating 10,000 calories a day as like a challenge. But in reality, now that I'm seeing it, it's like they're starving. (laughs) I'm 
remember thinking, watching those like, oh yeah, I could totally eat 10,000 calories easy. Like if I allowed myself to do that type of challenge, there would it would have been no problem. I could have done it. And it wasn't because I was broken or something was wrong with me. It was simply because my appetite and body, they weren't regulated. I didn't know how to listen to it. So I wasn't eating enough, even though, again, going back to that innocence, I didn't realize all that was happening. And I thought that something was wrong with me. And I know so many of you feel that way too. And now that my body is regulated, healed my relationship with food, eating intuitively, like being around food is no big deal. It's calm. It's effortless. It's no problem. So if you're in the chaotic phase right now or have been for a while, I want you to know it's okay. And it's totally possible to get to a natural balance, a natural moderation with food without dieting or following rules. Like again, if this is you, you are in such the right place. I'm so happy you're here. Okay, back to dieting. (laughs) Diets also perpetuate feelings of guilt and shame around food. They attach moral value to food, all right? So we begin to believe that if we're eating good food, quote unquote, then we're good and we deserve this like gold star medal. And if we eat, quote unquote, bad food, that we're terrible people and that we deserve to be punished. And I'm kind of exaggerating, but also kind of not because this is the damage of that it does, like diet culture does to our mental health, to our, men- our emotional health. It's honestly the opposite of healthy. And diets also perpetuate all or nothing behavior. And that is, you know, that feeling of either being on or off. Like there's no in between. It's literally exhausting. (laughs) And going back to intuitive eating, I want you to know that when you learn how to eat intuitively, which we'll talk about so much more on this podcast, which, you know, intuitive eating is all about listening trusting and honoring your body wisdom rather than this on and off roller coaster. So when you learn how to eat intuitively, the roller coaster goes away. It just disappears and it's the best. It's just like this calm, amazing freedom around food. It doesn't matter whether you're going out to dinner with the girls or you're going on vacation or the holidays are coming up. So, you know, there's no worry around any of this stuff. So to help you get started with making peace with food and rejecting diet mentality, something I tell my clients all the time is food is just food, right? Like it's neutral. There's no such thing as good food. There's no such thing as bad food. Like if you want to think about food on the same level as sweaters, (laughs) this is like a common um, analogy that I use is that there are no good or bad sweaters. Like there are different color sweaters, there's different pattern sweaters, and you may, you know, like different sweaters over others, but there's no emotion tied to it. Like if you were to put on a sweater that you didn't like, chances are you weren't going to shame yourself all day long for doing so. 
So like really put that into perspective and see how the same thing goes for food. So I want you to stop shaming yourself for the foods that you're eating. And once you start doing this, this thought process right here will help alleviate so much mind drama when you're getting ready for bed. For example, thinking about all the food you ate throughout the day. I know many of you do this. So to help with any overwhelm, if you just want to focus on, you know, looking at food as neutral to start, you'll be in good shape. So when you adopt a neutral mindset around food, you develop effortless balance and you no longer need to force moderation or cheat meals or any of that garbage, I promise. And incorporating nutrition will feel effortless rather than needing to use like really gross willpower. (laughs) We don't do willpower here um, or like really extreme discipline. I'm all about teaching you how to make all of these habits feel effortless. You'll hear me say that a lot. All right, so I'm going to end there for today. This topic will definitely be be intertwined within other episodes, but for now, please remember, all food is neutral. Nothing is good or bad. Food is crunchy, salty, spicy, citrusy, all the things. (laughs) Think about restaurants and how they describe food, and that is the accurate, accurate way to think about food by their true qualities. Okay, friends, have a beautiful day and I will see you on the next episode. If you love what you just heard and want to go deeper into your own journey so you can experience the freedom, relief, and joy that you deserve, you can schedule a free call with me at bestmeetincoaching.com. These calls allow you to be exactly who you are and where you are without any judgment. They're also a chance for you to tap into your powerful intuition so you can start to outline what you want your life to look like once you're no longer obsessing over food and your body. By the end of the call, you'll have a personalized roadmap showing you exactly how to make your vision a reality. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Have an amazing day and I will talk to you soon.